When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Bader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. It's a shame we don't have Chase tonight for health reasons. Unfortunately, we'll have him back hopefully soon, hopefully as soon as Sunday night with me and Chase when we do the Heroes and Zeros observational notes recap on Sunday night at 1030 on our YouTube channel. But we do have the Packers taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. Going to Pittsburgh, Steelers are favored at minus three with an over-under of 39. Guess what? Each team only has one game on the over this year. So I'm definitely taking the under here at 39 points. Not expecting a lot of fireworks in this matchup to go to Chris's George Pickens and Christian Watson upside play point earlier in the show. Uh, not that you're wrong, Chris, in theory, but it's Jordan Love looks awful. And I have him at QB 20. Kenny Pickett looks worse. Yeah, I have him at QB 26 somehow. The only thing I get excited about here, we've got Aaron Jones. I do have an RB15 this week. We saw his usage finally come back. He had a 54-24 split with carries with Dylan, 21% target share. Looked and was used like the best player on the offensive side of the ball. Didn't look like he was hindered by the hamstring. Didn't have a setback. So all of those things are boding well for Aaron Jones shares. Uh, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. We continue to play these guys as low in RB2, RB3s. AJ Dillon, a very, very low end RB3. Let's talk a little Deontay Johnson, Adam. ECR, I don't think, is buying is buying enough into Deontay Johnson right now. They got him at 20. I got him at wide receiver 13. I may move him inside our top 12 before this week is over. And that's not because he finally scored for the first time in like two years. Okay, I, I get it. He's not going to score every week now. Well, maybe that takes the lid off. I don't know. Happened for Jacoby Myers. He finally got the lid off, and then he wasn't allergic to the end zone anymore after that. We'll have to see. I'm not trusting Kenny Pickett, though. But he is definitely the most trustworthy option on the field. And he's had a 31% target share since returning. Also since returning, George Pickens has been a little pissy. And I don't think Mike Tomlin is really enjoying it. This is not a situation where the squeaky wheel gets to grease. This is more like you might get thrown in the doghouse with the key locked and everybody forgets you're out there. Got a deal. That's what I'm thinking in this situation. So when you look at Deontay Johnson and you look at George Pickens, does this split get wider and wider in your mind? Or are we going to have a regression back to the middle? I don't think it matters that Pickens talking. Uh, I do think the split is... I mean, probably going to stay kind of similar to what it's been the past few weeks. Look, Deontay Johnson is always going to be a target hog, and it's because he's one of the best route runners in the league. He separates at an incredibly high level. He's always open. Whether he catches the ball, whether he runs backwards, those are different questions. But he will. <laughs> he's going to be open. He's going to be the guy that you have to throw to because you have to throw to your open wide receiver. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think Deontay is someone who you can have in the – high end two category. I struggle with putting him uh, up into the one group just because of this offense. 
Um, but I, I don't necessarily think he has the week-to-week upside, but he is a must-play because he's one of the very few guys that you can guarantee you're getting double-digit points out of almost every week just because it's going to have, like, eight catches. It's going to happen. <laughs> well, and throw this in there, too. The Green- I don't know who the hell is going to be starting for the Green Bay Packers in the secondary because they got everyone's hurt. I mean, even Jared Alexander's on the injury report now this week, too. With the- He didn't practice today. So I don't even know if who's who's there to cover. At this, at this point for Deontay Johnson, who gets open all the time. Um, I just found it interesting that Mike Tomlin actually commented about George Pickens commenting. So it was like a pebble in a shoe. That's a lot for Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is somebody who doesn't say anything about that like ever when it comes to his players. I just thought that was a little bit interesting. Oh, by the way, Ryan Clark, George Pickens, still not as good as Justin Jefferson. F-Y-I. Uh, yeah, so do have Pickens as a flex play because it only takes one play. Uh, that's pretty much what that boils down to. Christian Watson, on the other hand, who you would normally think it only takes one play. I'm not touching him. He's a bench for me. And if his name wasn't Christian Watson, frankly, I'd say he's a drop. Because this offense isn't going to get any better. Jordan Love sucks. Plain and simple. 100%. He's not the guy. And you have Christian Watson, who's wide receiver 65 on a points-per-game basis. Hasn't been usable once for you all year. Including a game in which he scored a touchdown. He still wasn't a top 30 play that week. Chris, are you going to keep holding Watson? Is he even worth it? I mean, I think it depends on what's out there on waivers. If you see some more upside guys and then definitely want to target that, what you're hoping for in a sense is, you know, unfortunately is a Green Bay injury. You need some you know, guys that get kind of taken out of this offense as options for him to become more involved. He is the preference in the early down sets. He has the preference of plays. He gets more snaps than the other receivers do. They do try to figure out ways to get him the ball. He did have an opportunity for a huge play last week. He had to kind of run you know, about 20 yards backwards, as Adam talked about the other Johnson running backwards. <laughs> ball because it was so underthrown. Um, you know, guy's 37-yard catch, but he still has explosiveness, still has been getting open down the field. So it's a guy that, you know, I'm not necessarily making sure I keep on my team. But I'm not necessarily looking for eager just to go pick up anybody off the you know waivers just to add to my lineup because he still has some upside and still you know still a good player. It's just frustrating to me. Like people have talked about and rightfully well, so. All all offense. Sorry, that's it. Well, no, I'm just supposed to say like people have talked about and rightfully so all year about the quarterback play in the NFL league has been bad and a lot of this has been due to injury. But we have two quarterbacks who are meant to be the starters day one here with Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett, and it's not any better. And it's frustrating. There is talent well, here. Chris, go ahead, Chris. And, and look, a lot of this should be on Jordan Love's lap, and he hasn't been accurate, and he hasn't been necessarily doing what he needs to do either. But this coaching staff, and we have saw this before, you know, Aaron Rodgers turned into an MVP, but his first year he was basically about getting run out of Green Bay and run out of the league because he played so poorly on this LaFour offense. We're seeing Green Bay go back to its roots. We're seeing them script. And this is a team that scripts its first half and can't score any points, Dan. That's the problem. You see a team that's trying to figure out what to do, and the more they think about what they do, the worse it gets. So that's the problem. That's why I think some of the playmakers need to go away for this Green Bay offense because they try to get this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and they have no rhythm in the offense as a result of it. How about we just get rid of Matt LaFleur? How about how about we just do that? That would that would be the best part of all. Uh, Jaden Reed, we're not playing him, not playing Luke Musgrave. You guys got any other notes for this game? Nope. All right, let's go to the next.